Welcome back to Koinonia. This is Mark Buckley, and um, I'm talking with my dear friend Bill Grove. Bill has been at the pinnacle of success. He's also been in uh, the agony of grief, and yet he lives to tell the story. Bill, you quoted a scripture to me a minute ago from Thessalonians. Could you quote it again? Yes. Uh, Paul says, uh, we grieve, but we are men who do not grieve with hope. Uh, without hope. Without hope. That's right. Without hope. We we grieve. And that's where a lot of people miss the mark. They think, okay, we're Christians. Somebody we love dies. They're in heaven. We shouldn't grieve because they're in heaven. We should just rejoice. But that's removing the whole human element. That's That's missing the scripture that says... Blessed are those who mourn. They actually do mourn, for they shall be comforted. We mourn because we love. And and there's a reward for loving deeply. And and it's deep grieving, but the grieving doesn't destroy us. It actually uh, sensitizes our spirit to a whole new dimension in life, doesn't it? No question, yes. So you've been a man who's worked all your career you're now looking at uh, the fourth quarter of life. How do you want to see the Lord use you? Because what really troubles me, I was, I was talking with a Christian man the other day who's you know, probably in, in the, the two-minute drill at the end of the game, mm. but he had sort of given up, and it made me really sad that, that some people don't get to the finish line strong. How do you want to... Make well, your life count. One of the things that Debbie and I had always talked about uh, prior to retirement, when we planned retirement, is how much time we were going to give to the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, a six-day-a-week guy for 40-some years doesn't have much time for right. other things in life other than family and, and, and work with you know and so forth. Uh, uh, I tried to... Uh, be involved as much as I could with our churches uh, wherever we went, but uh, time was a a big uh, hindrance. But uh, we figured that when we retired that we'd have a time, we'd have more time to develop. And and I still look forward to that. So Mm -hmm. so all of the experiences, I, I believe this, that God does not ever not use the trials in your life. Yeah. And, and in this last particular trial with Debbie's health and her departure and, and uh, her new residence in, in heaven, uh, to me that doesn't change the purpose that we had established on earth and what I would like to do from now until I go join her. Yeah. And that is uh, give my time to, you know, my God who has shown me so, so many blessings. Amen. And, and be amen. a witness and be a testimony for people and, and try to support people and try to help them understand uh, God's grace. And and you're active in our prayer ministry at Living Streams, and I really appreciate that. You're a giver, you're a server, and you've got a lot to offer. Um, and each one of our listeners has a lot to offer because if Christ is in you, you've got a lot to offer. You've got to believe God. Amen. And And... When we go through life, the disappointments, the heartaches, the sometimes it can be a betrayal, sometimes it can be just something blowing up. To me, the scripture that keeps coming is, this is the work of God, that we believe in the one that he sent, that we mm. don't quit believing just because we're hurting. 
I've I've come to a, a point in my life uh, dealing with the grief and understanding my relationship with God is that, uh, and I I explained this earlier uh, to you is that my mind may not be capable of understanding what God is doing, but my heart is fully capable of trusting in Him. Amen. Because there is no way I can deny His evidence, His blessings and the evidence of His work in my life. Amen and amen. So, Bill, let's close with one final thought. There's probably some ladies listening whose husbands like to go and play golf, and the, the women don't get it. What, what, they think they're just wasting their time and money. What is it about golf that, that has made it so that you realize that it can be a real worthwhile thing? Well, I think the, the first thing is that it's, uh, it's, it's a great opportunity for an individual, be man or woman, especially for men, to take away everything else in their life except focusing on what's in front of them. And, and the outdoors and the competitive nature of the game. It's not so much a team sport in a sense that, you know, you've got people around you that support you and you can have a really bad day, but yet you can still win the game. And it doesn't have to be that you have to compete with somebody else. To me, it's the competition is me and the golf course. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and I, I think that, that understanding how an individual can get his batteries charged in that way and, and to – to, to clear out all the other things that go on around them in their life. I mean, it used to be that at the end of the day, for me at work, it was, uh, it was almost like uh, 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 an opportunity for me to go out for 30 minutes and just watch 30 shots fly in the air. Mm-hmm. And it focused me on this, and when I left, then I could start the trip home be- and become a husband and a father. Uh, so anything Amen. that can recharge your batteries and, and get you off of all the bumps and curves and potholes God, huh? in the road, amen, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> well, Bill, God bless you. Thank you very much for being my guest today, and I hope to have you back. Thank you, Pastor Mark. My uh, next guest right now is Al Els, Reverend Al Els, who's a counselor, who's a, a man who... Um, uh, I've considered a dear friend. He's helped many a person in um, their time of need, their battles, their struggles of life. Al, thanks for being with me today. Good to be with you, Mark. Um, your ministry is called Leaders That Last. Give us an overview of Leaders That Last. Well, Leaders That Last is a ministry that does just exactly what the title says. I work with leaders, church leaders, mm-hmm. and I work with them in supporting them, counseling, coaching them helping them fulfill their godly purpose in life. What are some of the biggest struggles that the typical pastor or church leader would have that you would talk with? Well, the first one is, remember this, all of us have the same problems in life. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a leader or not a leader, you have loss, like Bill said. You have uh, marriage problems or tensions. You have uh, children that don't behave, quote. You have all those kind of things. And you have certain things in the area of stress, and having to perform every Sunday and study and 
present God's word and take the pressure of that and somehow weave it in with the life where you still have enough time for family and friends. Yeah. Now, when you start doing all that, you got <laughs> it's a, a recipe for a big challenge. Yeah. So you see the behind the scenes. I, I mentioned something in our one of our services this weekend that I have a lot of pastors who are friends that, and and many of us are quirky guys, you know. <laughs> but on the other hand, all that says to me is that Jesus is awesome because it's really all about him being the savior of all men. But if you're sitting down with the pastor and and he's starting his career and you want to tell him, how can you stay healthy over the long run? What What are some of the things you would want that man or woman to build into their life so that they have, they can bear fruit? Well, the first thing I would encourage you to do is build or her a life of transparency and relationship with other men and women of God. There is something about doing life with each other that makes all the difference, especially if we can do it honestly and transparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I look back on my life and all the friends I've had, the men that have invested in my life and other people, I am here today because, in great part, they helped me become who I am. Now, some people are afraid to be transparent because they think, well, you know, if they, they could use it against me. Sure. And I think all of us are afraid to be transparent. I mean, it's a risky business. It's called mm-hmm. being vulnerable. Yeah. vulnerability is risky and that's why hopefully the first thing you do is try to choose a safe person yeah someone who at least appears to be safe trustworthy who can handle the confidence that you're going to share with them part of uh, humility the scripture says that god resists the proud he gives yeah. grace to the humble part of humility i think is being honest uh, we were talking with i was talking with bill grove there a minute ago and when i'm on the golf course and uh, some some guys I play with, I can relax. It brings the best out of me. Other guys make me nervous because I'm trying to beat them, and, and there's tension between <laughs> us. You know what? Sometimes the best thing for me to say is, gosh, I get tense with you. I yes. just literally admit it yeah. rather than pretending. Uh, my golf game hangs by a thread. If I pretend <laughs> at all, I'm off the yes. charts bad. Yes, you know? and I think that's being really authentic. And here's another thing. There's something really attractive when a person's who they really are. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I mean, when you are just who you are and you're not trying to hide, you're not trying to manipulate, you're not trying to pr- present a image of something you're not, there's something attractive about that. And we forget that because so much of this life is about how you look and how you yeah, show yourself. Yeah. You know, that, that it's hard to remember, no. Authenticity, vulnerability, transparency, and humility are highly attractive. They are. And it and it's and God honors it. That's right. And people find give That's you favor right. at the same time. Um, you and I have been involved in something called Pastors and Covenant mm-hmm. for a long time. It's where pastors get together once a month. We share our lives. Uh, give us the vision behind that. Uh, it was originally started by you and Gary Kenneman and some other pastors in town. And the vision behind it was to have a place that was safe first. Mm-hmm. For pastors who are, as you know, isolated and have a lot of responsibility to come and share their heart and support each other. And that's maybe the most foundational way I can describe it. Because if you share your heart with another person, you share your life with another person, and they know what you are like and they know the difficulty you have in life because they do the same thing, then they can support you, they can pray for you, they can love you, even and especially in hard times. That's right. Uh, If any of you are interested in... um getting involved in a pastor and covenant group, 
uh, you're welcome to join us. As a matter of fact, this Thursday, we have something we call it Grace Association, which is basically uh, pastors and leaders getting together. We meet at Living Streams Church uh, the first Thursday of every month, because the first was January 1st. We're now meeting on the 8th, which is this Thursday, uh, 1130. And if you email us, living, you know, you can email me, mark at livingstreams.org. Come on over and have a lunch. Uh, and we'll tell you about our pastor and covenant groups that meet once a month that provide support, encouragement, fellowship, and any leaders in the Valley that are interested will make room for you. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of the program. My guest is Al Els, and I'm glad you're with us. 